Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain a leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years' experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. One thing I want you to talk about is, um, and this relates to money, this relates to the pastor who may be listening to this, who is fearful if I if I plant churches in my own community, it's going to take away from ultimately the offerings on Sunday. And we've got a, you know, we've got an obligation to keep the doors open. And so that's a real and a valid concern. But but here you are, you're running a business, you're a leader in a local church, in a strong church, and you're also pastoring another church. Just kind of unpack all that for us. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see the two as being, you know, one or the other. They kind of work in conjunction with each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. I attend a fellowship at Hope Chapel Honolulu, and it's great. Um, but there's this other group, um, half of which also attend Hope Chapel Honolulu, that have a special um, commonality and need. And, you know, it's just refreshing that... Um, you know, I can be a part of that. You know, one of the things that we talk a lot about in our, I'll call it mini church, just out of uh, inertia, but one of the things that we talk about a lot is, um, you know, we did lose three people from the mini church. They graduated to heaven because of their cancer. And so, you know, it's not always fun and games. It, it, it does get tough at times. But um, one of the things we talk a lot about is that, hey, God hasn't taken us yet. And there's a reason for that. What is that reason? You know, is it for us to go out and reach other people, whether it be through our testimony of cancer or just our family and friends or just other people in general? But it puts a lot more urgency on getting the message out because, you know, we did have to come face to face with that. We've got a limited amount of time here on earth. And so, um, you know, it, it, it has lit a fire under us and you know going back to Tom you know that was one of the things that he had such a piece about his cancer because he realized that it was part of God's plan it was something much bigger than just him and you know we're trying to just share that with everyone in the mini church that you know we do like you mentioned Matthew 28 you know we do have that obligation to go and make disciples of all the nations so you know while we're here on earth let's do that this is really, really good. You know, Ron, um, you, you can say no to this, uh, but if somebody is interested in, and maybe there are people who are listening to this who've got cancer, who would go, yeah. I, I would really like to be a part of that. Or they would just like to ask you questions about how, how does this all work? Would, would you be willing to give us some kind of contact information where somebody could get a hold of you? Sure. Absolutely, would love it. Uh, my email is R-N-I-S-H-I-H-A-R-A at protonmail.com. So it's R-Nishihara at protonmail.com. 
One of the things that I want to mention in closing is when I was pastoring, which has been a number of years ago now, um, the concept again of, of mini church versus micro church. When I was pastoring, we would see a mini church as pretty much in, it, it's a part of our congregation. It's it's who we are to the point that we had some people from other churches who would come and we and we would ask them to do what we did. We would, we would always build the thing off the sermon. What did the Lord say to you while the pastor was talking? What are you going to do about it? So we want to hear the Lord. We want to obey the Lord. And thirdly, how can we get involved and help each other do this? And it, it worked best in a mini church context with we're, you know, we're, we're, we're of one accord. It sort of worked when we brought people in from other churches. We had actually one situation where these women were uh, kind of in love with their pastor. And, uh, you know, people, they say that people fall in love with their pastors and their doctors. Um, but, um, they, they all they want to do is talk about the pastor, not about what the Lord said to them. And so we actually told them, don't come back, you know, go start one of your own. But as as I look at this um, I, and I look at, at Hope Chapel Honolulu, I, I realize that you guys have kind of you kind of gradually crossed the line. Something that started as a Hope Chapel mini church is now functioning more as a micro church. And that has a lot to do with your pastor. And his heart toward you and, 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 you know, because sometimes pastors withhold permission from people to mm-hmm. do God things. And right. I, I'm, I'm just joy and enjoying hearing this story. And again, uh, what I want to say to the pastors who are listening to this, because that's who the audience is, you need to be a permission giver. You, you need to find mm-hmm. ways to let the spirit out of the box and, and do the things that right. God wants to do. So have you got any last words that you'd like to pass on uh, to, I mean, just knowing that, you know, you guys have gleaned a lot of experience. I I think maybe kind of reiterating the role that Tom had in all this. I I think that um, there's another friend of ours, Randy uh, Randy, uh, Ishida, who probably needs to be in your group. He's leading micro churches. Uh, He's actually discipling guys in Africa doing this, but uh, he's got a, a, a time limit. He, he's been told how long he has to live because of cancer. And so I want to try and connect him with you. But any last thoughts? It would be really good. No, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, you know, Corey Grinder. Um, he has a vision for 100,000, what he's calling tables. So it his vision is very much in line with, no, it's not one single church. He has a vision of spreading it out to 100,000. And so, you know, it's he's he's actually encouraging uh, this type of thing that we're doing here, and he's very supportive of it. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's a really exciting time, you know, where everything just sort of comes together. Um, and you know, our if I can say a little bit about our church services is that, you know, we don't have church services where we're sitting in rows. We meet around round tables, and Corey preaches for 15, 20 minutes. And the rest of the time is actually a mini church where we're discussing around the round table. So by doing that, you know, we're kind of modeling the behavior of someone having to facilitate a discussion or, you know, all of us facilitating a discussion in a small group. And by doing that, 
everyone will be equipped to go out and start these groups, you know? That's exciting. That is really, it's a huge vision. So it's not it, it, yeah. it's trying to build a monster church in one location, um, but mm -hmm. to reach the world. That That is uh, really, really, really exciting. And I think that what you just said about modeling behaviors, for us, back when I was pastoring, mini church was the kind of place where we would see people emerge that and, and then they become leaders and and if somebody would plant three mini churches then we would think maybe they could plant a church and we'd go from there but mm -hmm. i i'm very interested uh, i i've seen people succeed and i've seen people fail at the at what you just described where there's a short sermon we sit around tables and then um we model this and uh one, one of my dearest friends was doing this in Omaha for a while and it really it 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 hampered him because his gifting is more I don't know he's 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 just alive he's an orator and the church had been built around that and then they they shifted over so they they struggled and and they, they decided to go back the other direction but I've seen others mm -hmm. uh, do it all, almost exactly what you're describing and I think there's some real wisdom uh to to be gleaned from just the last four or five minutes of this podcast. So I I just yeah. want to say thank you for taking time to do this. And if you got more to say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just jump in. One thing, you know, a lot of times when we talk about success, um, it's tied to numbers. Yeah. And one of the things that we notice at Hope Chapel Honolulu is that as we have these discussions around the tables, the relationships are a lot more meaningful than if we were all sitting in the same direction facing a pastor. And so the success, I think, is in the depth and value of the relationships. And, you know, God's not done with us. So how are those individuals going to be going out to help start those 100,000 tables? I think that's where the success will be. So uh, interesting. I, I mean, I totally agree with everything you just said about the success is in the relationship. But I I, I I caught a word, and I want to make sure people catch this. You said 100,000 tables. You didn't say right. 100,000 churches. Unpack that a little bit, because I think I know what Corey's thinking, but but uh, share with us. Yeah, you know, Corey is thinking that a table is actually kind of like our mini church, what our cancer mini church, but it's a group of people who have a common commonality. So for example, his wife, Lisa, has a table of teachers because she's a teacher. And so when that table gets together, there's a certain commonality. They all understand each other. They all understand what they're going through and they can minister to each other in a way that outsiders wouldn't be able to minister to each other. Yeah, I we, hope I answered that. No, question. no, you, you did. I, I think that's really, really good. And it and it to me it bleeds over that if you're used to doing this with teachers on Sunday morning, then you might end up doing this with teachers on Tuesday afternoon after class and in in a public right. school or in the parking lot of a public school in a car or, or across across the street in a coffee shop. Those are the the ways that I think that that we really need to be looking at church as in this century, in this time where America is so polarized and uh, evangelism is almost a dirty word and 
And uh, we're going to have to travel the highway of relationship if we want to bring people into Christ. So, well, I just want to say thank you for taking time to do this. And thank you for everything that you've put into my life. Uh, You've you've always been, you know, I think we all learn from each other, but I've learned probably more from you than you have ever learned from me. Thank you for it. Well, I don't know about that. Look, Ralph, you know, you, you're my uh, you're my spiritual father, so I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.